Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, can DeMarco Murray keep up this pace? We'll analyze it. Plus, what should you do with Calvin Johnson? We'll discuss that on the show as well. Sleepers, flex plays, and who has the easiest schedule down the stretch? We'll tell you that coming up. Hey, and starts and sits. Fab's got some guys you should keep away from. Yeah, we're going to continue that on NFL Fantasy Live. Starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. I'm James Go, alongside Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, as you saw there in the open, and Elliot I didn't appreciate that. Harrison as well. All right, we're going to hear from the rest of the crew, Molly Caraman, Marcus Grant, in just a moment. But make sure to follow us on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. Let's get right into it, though. The Detroit Lions are going to be playing the uh, Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. They still may be without their star wide receiver Calvin Johnson this week. Megatron made the trip to London but was limited in practice Wednesday. Calvin's missed the last two games with an ankle injury. So if you have Calvin, what do you do with Calvin? You know, our producer Heather Pink asked me this in the meeting and I thought, you know, I look in my league for the guy who's kicking butt. Who's the dude that's 6-1 and one in fantasy? Because they may be worried that they're going to have a great record, but in the playoffs they're not strong enough. I deal with that guy because somebody that's 3-4 and four fabs, why would they want to deal for a superstar that's not playing? They need help right now. They need Golden Tate, not Calvin Johnson. I wouldn't trade Calvin right now because once he comes back, he's going to be the Calvin of That's old. the whole point. And I think he's getting closer to being back. And listen, Calvin Johnson's been the number one wide receiver in fantasy football for three of the last four years. Unfortunately, he's had this injury. But again, 
you still can't say trade him if you're frustrated because you're not going to get full market value. Hold on to him, and maybe you buy low on him, if anything. And on that point about the injury, I sat here with you, James, four or five weeks ago when he was a decoy, and I asked publicly, why play the guy? If the Lions have had a trouble folding down the stretch the last two years, which, oh, by the way, they have, why play your superstar when he's not healthy? Just sit him. Don't make him be a decoy. Just sit him down, and he would be healthy by now, most likely. Very good point. On the other side of the ball, the Falcons' offense has struggled mightily in the last few games. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones spoke to Jordan Babineau on NFL AM this morning about the lack of offensive production. Um, it started with me. You know, I got to go out there and make plays uh, when they present it to me. I got to go out there and catch the ball, you know, be a more of a, a deep threat. Um, also, you know, and uh, we just got to go our keys and make sure everybody's on the same page. It's one or two plays every game. You know, we messing up and uh, defense getting sacks, on, you know, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Or like I said, we got the misreading, we dropping balls. And we, we have to fix that. It's nothing that the defense is doing. We have to fix that here. Listen, it sounds like good, you know, team spirit there saying it's on him, Julio Jones. But is it really on Julio Jones? I mean, no. the offensive line has seen four, count them, four season-ending injuries. It's really not on Julio. No, in order to get the ball deep, you need a seven-step drop. Seven-step drop, you need protection. And, oh, by the way, opposing pass rushers don't have to worry about the threat of a run game because they don't have a run game. Mm. So how are you supposed to get the deep ball? The only thing you can do with Julio Jones right now is throw him bubble screens and hope that he breaks a tackle like that play we just saw on video. Sure. Maybe you want to trade him for Jordy Nelson right now. Oh, that would be awesome. How about that? I would do, I'd do that in a New York minute. <laughs> yes, but I don't think the Jordy Nelson owner would, though. You never no, know. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. But I doubt it. All right, NFL Megan media's Aditi Kinkabwala reported that Redskins head coach Jay Gruden would like to determine Robert Griffin III's playing status for Week 8 after tomorrow's practice. RG3 has been sidelined, remember, with a dislocated ankle since week two. So if he does return, and I should say when he does return, how does that impact the Washington offense? Well, I think it's a good thing. And RG3 is a guy that if I needed a quarterback, I'd pick him up. And even if he doesn't play this week, you sit on him. And when he comes back, well, all of a sudden you got a guy who you can play the matchups with. He did look good in that last game before he hurt his ankle. Yep. Uh, and things, I think, are going to turn around for RG3. Uh, Elliot, if I can, uh, if he comes back, Colt McCoy, to me, really hurts a guy like Deshaun Jackson. You know, he's got to get deep downfield. Sure. I don't know if Colt McCoy can get it down there. Right, but I think it helps Alfred Morris because when RG3 is in the game, you have to play 11-on-11 because RG3 can run the ball. No one's worried about Kirk Cousins or Colt McCoy rolling out and getting 20 yards rushing on you. Great point. All right, time now to welcome in the rest of our crew. Let's send it over to Molly and Marcus. Guys. James, thank you. Molly Karam here alongside NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Molly. And we're going to talk a little waiver wire action. You ready? Let's start with the most ads. And to be clear, these are the most ads based on change of ownership percentages. So taking a look at this board, it's just uh, a lot of these are someone getting getting the ball more in terms of a timeshare than the other guy. Ronnie Hillman, obviously, Moneyball hasn't gotten it much. Trey Mason we're going to get into. Doug Baldwin, no Percy Harvin. Chris Ivory, he's a... Getting more than Chris Johnson there. And Denard Robinson Shoelace. stepping up. And some of these I think maybe we need to pump the brakes on because it might be a, a little too soon that we're letting go. They just had a couple of bad weeks. But let's get into Trey Mason. And to break this down, Zach Stacy didn't get the ball at all. Benny Cunningham, seven touches. Trey Mason, 17. Yeah, and Trey Mason has been very effective, averaging better than five yards per carry so far. And granted, it's been in limited, op- limited action so far this season, but he has looked like the best running back there. Now... Jeff Fisher's not doing us any favors. He's saying he may switch it up. It could be Zach Stacy again. It could be Trey Mason. But look, as long as Mason looks 
as effective as he did last week against the Seahawks. This is a guy that you want on your roster and you're plugging in to play the matchup. You also want Jarek McKinnon, 5.5 yards per rush, second most in the NFL. And let's take a look at this matchup this week. Tampa Absolutely. Bay. With Tampa Bay, better? How, how can you not like that? And it's a similar situation mm-hmm. to what's in St. Louis. You have Matt Asiata, who's kind of a big, slower, plotting running back, similar to a Zach Stacy. You've got McKinnon, who's the smaller, faster, more dynamic guy. And the eye test shows he's the better guy, and he's going to get the bulk of the carries going forward. The timeshare continues in Buffalo. Now it's not with Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, but Bryce Brown and Anthony Dixon. And it's a similar situation. Dixon is the big, pounding fullback. Bryce Brown is the quicker, smaller one. I think in the short term, I think this week, you'll see Dixon get the bulk of the carries here. He's the guy who's been playing and he's been active. But I think going forward, Bryce Brown is the better long-term play. All right, we go to Odell Beckham and the New York Giants. Three receiving tees in his last three weeks, and of course, they're on a bye this week. They're on a bye this week, but this is a good opportunity. If you have the space on your roster, pick him up, stash him, get ready. With Victor Cruz now out for the rest of the year, Beckham is going to pick up a lot more targets in that offense. They don't have a clear-cut number one. I mean, Ruben Randall is there, but Beckham looks just as effective, and he's so smooth after he gets the football in his hands. It's a guy that you really got to have on your roster. No question. He's a special talent, and we can't look at the ads, Marcus, of course, without looking looking at the drop. So here's a look at the most dropped players based on ownership uh, percentage. We touched on some of these people like a Zach Stacy, a CJ Spiller, Andre Williams, obviously Rashad Jennings coming back. We mentioned Fred Jackson. Kyrie Robinson, that's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Because Pierre Thomas, you is were out. just saying, is out. And uh, we know Mark Ingram came back, so that's probably why people pump the brakes there. All right, Andre Williams, Giants running back with Rashad Jennings back, as we just mentioned. Uh, is that why we're cutting bait here? That's why we're, we're getting rid of Andre Williams here. The Giants have the bye this week, and then in week nine, we're expecting Rashad Jennings will be back to that game against Indianapolis. If you have the space and you're still worried, maybe you stash Andre Williams, but he is not a guy you're plugging in your lineup every single week as long as Jennings is healthy. Zach Stacy, to put this in perspective, played one snap one. against Seattle. So yes. uh, that about says it all. That pretty much uh, says that change? one. One snap, think? zero carries. And even without Trey Mason, Benny Cunningham was starting to cut into his work there. It just looks like the Rams are phasing him out of the offense, and so you should probably start phasing him out of your fantasy lineup. Yeah, speaking of phasing out, are they phasing out Brian Quick, too? Because six targets in the last two weeks. You know, I don't know if they're phasing him out so much, as the Rams have a lot of guys to throw the football to. And Austin Davis, to his credit, has spread the ball around. I mean, you see it works so effectively for a guy like Drew Brees, and I'm not comparing Davis to Brees, but the fact that they have so many targets and they get the ball to all of them means that Brian Quick will have weeks where he's not as productive. But this week, a very good matchup, I think, against the Chiefs. This is one that maybe you're playing the matchups a little bit, and you hope Brian Quick picks it up. So pretty much they're just spreading the wealth there. Everybody's eating exactly what fantasy owners don't want to hear. No, good stuff, Marcus. Thank you so much. And be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus and I will be staying here late to keep you up to date on the latest injury news and updates for your roster. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. Cam Newton might be playing the Seahawks this week, but after Seattle, he could be smooth sailing. Did he make the list of easiest remaining schedules? Find out who's got it made for the rest of the season. Plus, who's in your flex this week, Marcus? Elliot Harrison. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, we're talking best flex options for week eight. Elliot isn't available, sorry. So keep it here. We might just help you win your match. Annual screening saves lives. Help finish the fight against breast cancer by visiting NFL.com slash pink to celebrate the NFL and American Cancer Society's first ever A Crucial Catch Day. That's on October 25th. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Thanks for being with us. And guys, we're almost halfway 
through the season. Is wow. that craziness? Wow. It's hard it's to believe. Fast. Right? I think so. So let's take a look at which fantasy players have the easiest remaining schedules. And we begin with the men under center, Elliot. How about them Cowboys? Tony Romo and huh? Dallas having a tremendous season, and it looks to be a favorable schedule down the stretch. They have Washington this week. I see Jacksonville on there. Yeah, playing the AFC South. That's not bad, Marcus. I know you're shocked that I would ever defend Tony this Romo. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> hey, Tony Romo is having a fantastic season, and here's the thing. Yes, the schedule is conducive to his success, but going beyond that, they're not relying on him, which means that he is so effective off of play action. And let me tell you something. I get DeMarco Murray's having a great year. I get that the defense under Rod Marinelli has been special. But that game on Sunday against the Giants, Tony Romo won that game. Not DeMarco Murray, not the defense. And you look at this schedule, the toughest matchup on there is actually Arizona. Their secondary is very good. Their defense is very good. And, hey, another one-loss team. But other than Arizona, do any of those matchups right there scare you, including no. your Giants? Nope, not at all. Unfortunately, I have to agree that with you there. That hurt her. <laughs> all right, settle down. He's had two-plus pass TDs in five straight games. No, the, the Cowboys are off to a, a great start. We'll see how the December turns out. Okay. Wow. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> though, uh, Marcus, is he's off to one of his best starts. Actually, Fabs, let's go to you on this one. Colin Kaepernick. In terms of fantasy, right, he might have struggled a bit early on, and that looks to continue down the stretch. Yeah, he has really played well, especially on the road, too. If you look at his numbers on the road, they've been fantastic. And last week, he would have been better had Anquan Bolden not dropped the pass. They also had a touchdown called back on a penalty. And Kaepernick's running with the football. He's on pace for almost 600 rushing yards, guys. That is huge for a fantasy quarterback. And he's got a very good schedule. I would trade for him right now. They're on a bye this week. Then they have St. Louis. New Orleans, not good against the pass. Giants, not good against the pass. The Redskins, really bad against the pass. And Seattle, I I hate to say it, but not good against the pass this year. Which is is crazy. They look more pedestrian. Can you take that? <laughs> no, Zach Stacy got zero carries oh. last week. Good try. I pay Toby attention. Gerhardt. <laughs> way, to, way to try to go over my head. I'd rather have um, Denard Robinson. Do you know Robinson. who you're talking to in your life, friend? <laughs> do you know just, who you're talking just to? Just doing what I'm you would do to me. I'm on Fantasy that's, Line yeah, around you experts all, right. all day long. But, yeah, 5.3 yards per rush, third in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick has been a beast. Cam Newton also doing pretty well there yes, in fantasy. And uh, what do you think it's going to look like moving forward? Well, I think Cam's going to be really good going forward, especially because the schedule does work out. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here. But Cam has gotten a lot better because the Panthers have allowed him to get out of the pocket and run a little bit. And that has opened things up for the passing game. I mean, it certainly helps to have that big body and Kelvin Benjamin there. But now defenses have to really freeze when Cam drops back because you don't know if he's going to take off. Is he going to sling it over the middle to Greg Olson? Everything's fantastic. And you see that we've got the running back FPAs up there because Cam Newton is the leading rusher for the Carolina Panthers this year. Shocking. Not D'Angelo Williams or Jonathan Stewart or even Fozzie Whitaker. It's Cam Newton. And because he's doing so many different things, he is such a weapon down the stretch, even if the matchup doesn't look good because he's a dual threat guy. And we're just showing a little appetizer of the schedule. Moving yes. forward at Saints, Bucks, at Browns, Falcons. Well, the NFC so, South is a disaster yeah. right now. So. It's, it's looking pretty good right. for uh, Superman over there. Marcus, uh, the Browns might have lost to the Jags, but this running game, 49.4% of snaps they're running the ball here. So they have a, they have a good chance to uh, keep it going here moving forward, especially with the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And this week they've got the Raiders, too. That certainly helps out. Ben Tate's been fantastic. And he missed a couple of games because of injury, and that was something we feared going into the season. But as you mentioned, Molly, the Browns are running it a lot. And part of that is because Brian Hoyer has had his struggles, and they certainly haven't gone to the Johnny Manziel well just yet. But even when it was Isaiah Crowell or Terrence West or whoever it was back there, 
they were running the football effectively. And now that Ben Tate is back, he is going to be the workhorse in that offense. And you mentioned the schedule looks fantastic. Certainly the Falcons there, that looks like a fantasy bonanza if you can jump on something like that. I like Ben Tate going forward. Let's stay with the running backs here in Fabs. Eddie Lacy has had four rushing TDs in his last four games. Is he poised to uh, continue these kinds of numbers? Well, let's hope he can do better. He just hasn't been consistent, really, if you look at it. He is 12th in fantasy points among running backs right now, but people are still going crazy because it's all or nothing so far through the first seven weeks. And I like the schedule moving forward. New Orleans, uh, Chicago, not good against the run. Philadelphia, Minnesota, very questionable against the run. New England, I mean, that run defense has not been good at all. Look what Chris Ivory just did to that team. So Lacey's a guy that I would actually buy low on right now with that schedule in mind. All right, guys, let's move on from running backs to wide receivers, and we continue to another Carolina Panther in Kelvin Benjamin. He's had 61 targets leading the team, and you're liking Carolina's schedule. I, I am. I didn't up. bring my TI-81 graphing calculator. but it's, it, I, it was a TI-83 you know, when it, I came around. I understand. My calculator yeah. watch is back in the, uh, you know, you go get it for <laughs> I get it. We're uh, definitely uh, dating ourselves. I was just saying, though, that if Cam Newton's on this list, well, in theory, shouldn't his number one target be on this list? We always talk about how hard it is for a rookie wide receiver to adjust to the big leagues. I think Kelvin Benjamin has proven that theory is not accurate for everybody. And in theory, he's only going to get better as the season goes along because the game is slowing down for him. You combine that with an excellent schedule. And is it just me or am I seeing that little Falcons uh, logo on every oh, one of these? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what our research is team there, did. Is Are they playing the theme? Falcons? Okay, good. Vikings, Jags. I'm sensing a, I'm sensing a theme here. It is here. New Orleans. <laughs> Bill Parcells said it. It is what it is. No question. And uh, we don't know what it is, Marcus, when it comes to the Bengals receiving core here. We don't know if A.J. Green's going to be back, but we know Mohamed Sanu should be there. And they really have a chance to finish strong when we look at the schedule coming up. They do. And, you know, we talk about the receiver duos in the NFL. And obviously, we look at Chicago. We look at Atlanta and what have you. The Bengals have a really good duo, though. I mean, we know what A.J. Green can do. And Green... Maybe this is a little bit of pumping up his teammate, but he did an AMA on Reddit. That's that's an ask me anything for the uninitiated there. And Thank he said I needed that. Mohamed Sanu is maybe the most under uh, underrated receiver in the NFL. And we've seen what he's done even without Green in the lineup. So you get those two back together again, and defenses don't know where they're going to go with the football. And this is one of those weird things where you can have receivers who have good games and Andy Dalton can still struggle. I feel like you, you obviously have A.J. Green in your lineup every single week. But Mohamed Sanu is a solid uh, wide receiver, too, maybe a flex play, depending on your situation. OMG. You love OMG. that, right? OMG. All right. So if you own any of these guys, you should feel pretty good moving forward. And if not, maybe trade or pick them up if possible. But we cover everything here, right? So we've got even more on schedules, including which fantasy quarterback and running backs have the most difficult remaining schedule. So you have to check out NFL Now for that one. That's on NFL.com slash now. And they say three's a crowd. Luckily, you have a flex spot in your lineup, so you don't have to leave a running back or receiver on your bench. The best week eight flex players are on the way. You need some deep sleepers to fill some holes in your lineup. Never fear. Ranks 11 is on the case to help steal you a much-needed victory Sunday. You know what it is. NFL Fantasy Live. Make sure to join CBS and NFL Network for Thursday night football. Philip Rivers and the Chargers travel to Denver to take on Peyton Manning and the Broncos. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. on NFL Network. Coverage continues at 7.30 p.m. on CBS and NFL Network. Football starts here. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, everybody. Let's uh, make like Elliot Harrison in the weight room and talk about 
flex positions. I did push-ups today. Whoa. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you wow. did. I've been working out <laughs> twice a week, Co. Well, it shows. <laughs> yeah. And it shows as well. Word to your lab partner. <laughs> All right, so who do you guys have as your best week eight flex plays? Fab's glad to see you've come to the dark side. Jarek McKinnon is the man in uh, the Vikings. Now he is. Yes. Listen, it was Asiata for a few weeks, sure. and he was the 10th best running back in fantasy. But unfortunately, the bandwagon is crashed and burned. And now Jarek McKinnon is the guy averaging five and a half rushing yards per game in his last four. That's very, very good. The Buccaneers have allowed the most fantasy points to running backs in the last four weeks at about an average of 29 points per game. What does that mean? Pick up McKinnon and start him this week, Harrison. All right, Marcus Grant, talk to me about Brandon LaFell. Well, Brandon LaFell took him a while, it seems, to get up to speed in the Patriots offense. But before the season, Tom Brady said he liked having a big body receiver on the outside. I mean, he'd been throwing to guys like Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. They're nice receivers, but they're kind of smurfy. So it's nice (laughs) to have Brandon LaFell out there. And lately, Brady has only had eyes for him. And now they're going up against a Bears secondary that has been riddled with injuries. Their best guy right now, rookie Kyle Fuller, is dealing with a hip pointer and a broken hand. This looks like a potential field day for Brandon LaFell. Marcus, I resemble that comment. (laughs) Elliot Harrison, Lamar Miller has really emerged in Miami. Yeah, well, just to keep the theme going, if you're tired of Joyke Bell being the Gargamel for your fantasy team, (laughs) take him out, put in Lamar Miller. Now, I get it. Lamar Miller's yards per carry finally down against the Bears. But here's the thing. The Bears didn't think Ryan Tannehill was going to be able to beat them. Uh, they got proven wrong. They stopped the run, but they weren't able to stop Tannehill. That's good for Lamar Miller, who's been outstanding this year. And, oh, by the way, he did get a touchdown at double digits again, Fabs. So I would say that <laughs> Lamar Miller is an excellent flex play. I was play. a year too soon on him. <laughs> Am I even going a little high to see he might be an RB2? How about Darren McFadden, Fabs? Are you really going with an Oakland Raiders? I, am, so. and, and I don't have any Smurf references here to give you. <laughs> I know the cat was Azriel, but I don't know how that would work with Darren McFadden. But he's <laughs> the left the team cat. in touches. And there you go, in five straight games. The Browns have allowed an average of 155.5 rushing yards per game this season. That's most in the National Football League. They've also given up the fourth most fantasy points. So, if you need a flex play this week, I think McFadden fits the bill. Maurice Jones-Drew, he's not even in the offense anymore. McFadden's the guy to get right now, and the matchup is very, very good. Bull call. Marcus Grant, how about Doug Baldwin? He's emerged. He has emerged. And part of it was, I think, his complaints a couple of weeks ago after the loss. Then he got a whole bunch of targets and a whole bunch of catches and a whole bunch of yards last week. I, I think with Percy Harvin out of the offense, Baldwin steps up and is a good play, and especially this week. I mean, have you seen the Panthers' defense? Because they haven't <laughs> yeah. they haven't stopped anybody lately, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair between these two teams, and Doug Baldwin is going to be a big recipient of that. Elliot, how about the number two in Dallas, Terrence Williams? Yeah, well, I'm going to keep it going, guys. Uh, while Des Bryant and Gavin Escobar might be, like, the big targets on the field, the Smurfette is definitely Terrence Williams. <laughs> but the key is he has the confidence of Papa Smurf which is Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator, the play caller in Dallas. Here's the thing about Terrence Williams. We just did a whole segment on remaining schedule, correct? Yes. Tony Romo, one of the guys we talked about. Terrence Williams, fellas, six touchdowns in seven games. As long as Des Bryant commands the attention he does, there's always going to be – notice the, the, the little synonymous thing in all this video, one guy covering him. That's right. You notice that? Every right. one of these videos, it's one guy on Terrence Williams. And he has one scored guy. a touchdown in every home game. This year. There you go. And he's I too good. At you. Honestly, Terrence Williams is too good no to, be, uh, to be guarded one-on-one. All right, from flex plays to sleepers, let's send it over to Adam Rank for his week eight sleepers. Adam? Thanks, guys. It's time for my sleepers for week eight who are ready to help you win your fantasy matchup. 
Before I give them to you, I have to ask right now, are you in or are you out? You're in? Great. Let's start at the quarterback position. If you're at a loss because Colin Kaepernick is on a bye this week, allow me to advocate Ryan Tannehill. I know this might seem like a knee-jerk reaction to him absolutely tearing up the Bears' defense, but he's been playing rather well for a number of weeks. Like, remember when Joe Philbin was going to bench him? My gosh, those were the days. But he's been on fire ever since. He's had at least two touchdown passes in three consecutive games, and he's shown some ability as a runner, too. So that's all fun. So get him into your lineup. Let's move on to the running back position where many of us are in deep Barney because of injuries and other unmentionables. Don't fret, though. Now is the time to roll with our guy, Jarek McKinnon. We saw this one at the paddock. We saw this one before he even got up in the morning. But rest assured, we've called McKinnon as our long con the moment Adrian Peterson was ruled out. Make sure you start him this week against the Bucs, who've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs this season. He could very well save the day for you. All right, you need a receiver? Let's have a little conversation about Brandon LaFell. He's been coming on strong in recent weeks, though he might have cold-decked you against the Jets last Thursday. Let's not talk about that. Instead, let's look at the future and this matchup against the Bears. Chicago has been very strong against the run, but teams have had success against them in the air. Now that that the Bears' top cornerback Kyle Fuller is battling multiple injuries, I expect the Tom Brady to throw and look for LaFell, who has become his favorite receiver. And yes, I said the Tom Brady. Those were just three of my sleepers for this week. If you want to see the rest of the list, make sure you check out NFL.com slash Ranks 11, where I will give you a Boski, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, a Leon Spinks, and not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. All right, I'll see you when I see you. All right, thanks, Rank. After a 6-1 and one start, is Tony Romo now a must-start in fantasy? And should Eagles quarterback Nick Foles be chilling on your bench? Fabs dishes out on his starts and sits for Week 8 coming up. And you asked, so we're going to answer. Our experts are answering your fantasy genius questions, like what to do with Julian Edelman and Jay Cutler for Week 8. That's next on NFL Fantasy Live. Up next on NFL Fantasy Live, DeMarco Murray is on pace to break some monster records, but will he keep burning it up or fade away? What about the top running backs in the league? We're breaking it all down. Who should be moving up to your starting lineups for week eight? Well, good thing Michael Fabiano is here with stardom sit-em players. And the Falcons and Lions are across the pond sampling the taste of London, maybe even a little bangers and mash. But Sunday morning is coming fast. A full preview of the game is straight ahead. Welcome back, everybody, to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Caram alongside Marcus Grant and Elliot Harrison. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer them. If you want your question answered by us on the show, just make sure to submit it at NFL.com slash genius, and we'll try and do that for you. All right, it's time now for In the Moment, presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. Y'all know it's our version of the two-minute drill where we rip through as many questions as we can that uh, hopefully help you out in setting your roster. So we begin here with Better start Pierre Garçon or Julian Edelman? I'm going Julian Edelman. That Bears secondary is just beat up right now. I agree. I love you, Julian Edelman. Yeah, Pierre Thomas, tougher matchup against Dallas. Who's going to be the biggest disappointment of the week, guys? 
I got Nick Foles in Arizona. I think that's a tough mm. matchup. He has not been playing well. I got Brandon Oliver short week on the road. At Boo. Denver. I don't love you. Oh, Brandon Oliver. <laughs> I need okay. him to play. Be- All right. This one's interesting. Better add Bryce Brown or Anthony Dixon. Obviously, no C.J. Spiller or Fred Jackson. So, the confusion is just continuing in Buffalo's backfield. I'm going Bryce Brown. He is the better, the more dynamic running back. I think everybody feels that way. I think Anthony Dixon's going to end up getting the workload, including inside the five. Hey, now, split decision. Biggest dark horse of the week. I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Hey, now. Saints going to be worried about Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. I'm going to go Colt McCoy. I I don't think he's going to be huge, but I think he's going to acquit himself pretty well. No one expects diddly poo from him. You would go Colt McCoy. (laughs) All right, better stare. Jay Cutler against New England or Tony Romo taking on Washington? I'm going Romo. The guy's just been on fire lately. I I think this is an you don't know which Cutler you're going to get, so go with Romo, who's been much more consistent. It also looks like he has a more favorable matchup. Who is the best matchup of the week, or what is the best matchup of the I, week? I think the one on our network and CBS, I'd say San Diego-Denver. I mean, two quarterbacks playing at an MVP level. I think those are the MVP candidates right now. Company yeah. man. It's the truth. It's the truth, though. It is. It is. Fantasy-wise, I'm going Marshawn Lynch against that Panthers defense. I think he rips them up. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good one. Like Both it? very yeah. interesting. Better add Trey Mason taking on Kansas City or Denard Robinson Ooh, against Miami. Cookies and cream. I'm going to go Denard Robinson only because I'm not worried about the storm that was brewing or whatever. <laughs> Trey, Mason, out, Trey Mason's got a little bit of a committee to, to contend with there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's nobody behind uh, Denard Robinson right now. Did it ever rain? Not so much. Yeah. Maybe a little drizzle. All right. All right. Better start. Eddie Royal on Thursday night football taking on Denver or Deshaun Jackson Monday night football against the Cowboys. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Deshaun Jackson just because he's more likely to break a big play. I'm gonna go Eddie Royal. I think Philip Rivers is gonna look for him more than Colt McCoy is gonna be throwing it downfield to Deshaun Jackson. All right, good stuff, guys. We heard the bell. We were a little slow this week. Slow, but we gave out good information. Maybe I was yes, slow. We were knowledgeable. I, all right, I, I need to move it along faster. Then. Okay, that was in the moment presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. Right. Now to James and Fabs, guys. I like how Elliot snuck in that sneaky Gargamel. All right, listen, Molly, uh, so so far this season, we've been witnesses to the magic that has embraced DeMarco Murray. He has 141 fantasy points. The next highest running back, Matt Forte, has 116 points. Fabs, that's about a 20% difference there. But looking back at history, considering his usage rate right now, can DeMarco Murray keep this up? Well, we have the numbers from some of the running backs in the past who have put up similar touches after seven games. And look at James Wilder. Boy, yeah. people forget about how good he was. Look at His that logo in there. Petered out. Now, a couple of the guys got hurt, Ricky Williams and Priest Holmes. Now you see DeMarco in there right now after seven games, the fourth most touches among running backs in National Football League history. And look at some of the numbers. Eric Dickerson averaged 24.4 fantasy points Priest Holmes, in his baby. first seven games. Priest, for two years, was unreal from a fantasy perspective. Now, we've got to look back, though, and see what did these guys actually do after the first seven games. And that's games. the big question mark around DeMarco Murray. Exactly, because a lot of people right now are saying, should I trade him? Is it time to get rid of him? Because I'm afraid he's going to break down. Well, let's look at the numbers right now. A lot of guys did see a decline from a fantasy perspective. Not a huge one outside of Eric Dickerson, who dropped almost seven full fantasy points. James Wilder was actually better. He was unreal in 1984. Ricky Williams and Priest Holmes both got hurt 
Now, a lot of people say DeMarco Murray is injury prone. I don't think he's injury prone. He played 14 games last year. He's played seven games, and he's had a lot of carries so far this season. So, to me, DeMarco Murray is a guy who can continue this pace. Maybe he doesn't average the same number of fantasy points, but if you're giving me something like 17, 18 fantasy points a game from a running back, and that's a decline from your first seven games, I'm still happy about that. Sure. James. No doubt. And, and, you know, and the touches don't necessarily mean fantasy points either. I mean, you know, you look at Ricky Williams, he's on this list, 13 points per game. Didn't see a drop-off. It, it's not, he didn't see a drop-off, but 13 points, not that great. But DeMarco Murray right now, in that tremendous Dallas offense, he's poised to, at least according to the numbers, continue uh, his dominant play. And there were other running backs that we can't fit on this board, like John Riggins. When he was 34, he was averaging a ton of fantasy points in his first seven games, and he went up. He was averaging like 24 points a game in the last nine games so it can rise it doesn't doesn't just fall across the board and this shows it all right let's talk about some other high profile running backs of this year uh, if you take a look, Arian Foster's going to be on this list. LaShawn McCoy is going to be on this list. Look Matt at DeMarco. Forte. So many yes. more touches. Uh, 209 touches uh, so far on the year. And, and again, uh, it's interesting to me because DeMarco Murray, Matt Forte, number one, two in terms of running back scoring. Mm-hmm. And they are number one, two in terms of running back touches as well. But, hey, listen, Arian Foster, a lot of folks pegged him to be a potential bust this year. But he's been playing really well. I was afraid of Arian Foster. I wouldn't have drafted him in the first round because he was coming off the surgery. And he's also had that hamstring. But he has looked great. And I'll tell you something right now. This is when I would sell high on him. Interesting. And I would try to get as much as I could for Arian Foster because I worry that he's not going to be able to keep up this level of touches because that is an absolute boatload for a guy coming off a back surgery who's got hamstring issues and he's 28 years old. Uh, how about Shady McCoy? The lack of touchdowns really hurting his overall fantasy production. Currently 26th among fantasy running backs. But he still had the touches. And yes. even with Darren Sproles there, he is still seeing touches. Not on pace to have what he did last year, but this is a guy that I would actually buy low on because people are frustrated with him. Well, go out and get LaShawn McCoy. He is young. He is going to turn it around. And this offense is conducive for fantasy football production. And McCoy is a guy that last year was one of the top running backs based on fantasy points. So if somebody's frustrated with McCoy, go out and trade for him right now. I could definitely see LaShawn McCoy busting out in the second half and having a huge year. All right. It's almost that time of the week, though, ladies and gentlemen. The guru, the man standing next to me, Michael Fabiano, is here to help you navigate your lineup with his stardoms and sit-ems for Week 8. And the Lions and Falcons take center stage in London. But which players will shine the brightest in the international spotlight? Our experts have the answers coming up. You're watching NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's Wednesday, so that means the fabulous one. Michael Fabiano is here with his weekly stardom and sit-em players for Week 8. Make sure to check out all of his starts and sits by going to the website nfl.com slash Starts it. All right, Mike, let's hit the ground running. Let's talk about those running backs. We'll start with Ben Tate. Start or sit? Let's do it. I am starting Ben Tate this week. Now, I know last week he didn't have a good game. He had a good matchup. Did not execute, but I still like him against the Oakland Raiders. Tate has been great. He's averaging almost six yards a carry. That's ridiculous. The Raiders have allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs this season at about a clip of 24.6 points per game. So forget last week. Get on the Ben Tate bandwagon this week and start him 
against the Raiders. Another running back I'm starting, Joyke Bell. And it's not because I like to say the name Joyke. Oh, yeah. I do like to say the name Joyke. It's kind of cool. But <laughs> I do love this matchup against Atlanta. The Falcons have given up the most fantasy points to running backs. They've given up the most touchdowns to running backs. They've given up seven rushing touchdowns in their last four weeks to the running back position. Wow. But remember, this game is in London. It's overseas. So set your lineup. This game starts at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. So make sure you get Joy Bell into your lineup on Saturday night or really early on Sunday morning. A guy that I'm sitting this week, and this could be a surprise to a lot of people, is Brandon Oliver. Really? I know he's been great. Yes. Last week, scored fewer than eight fantasy points. The Chargers have one rushing touchdown in their last three road games against the Broncos. The Broncos have also allowed one rushing touchdown in their last three games. And the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs in the last four weeks. Oliver, to me, is a risk-reward flex this week, and that's it. All right. Old call. I like it, Mike. All right. Let's take a look at the rest of your starting sim players for Week 8. Uh, Andre Ellington with a nice little matchup against Philadelphia as well. And Keep tabs on his sore ribs, but he should be fine. And how about Gernard Robinson, a hot waiver wire add a sit versus a very tough Miami defense as well. All right, how about wide receivers? We'll start with Michael Floyd in Arizona. The yardage really hasn't been there, Mike, but, man, the touchdowns in two straight weeks, does that trend continue? Yeah, absolutely. I do think he does get into the end zone again. 47 yards, a touchdown, and 10.7 fantasy points in two straight games. How's that for consistency? And in the three games that Carson Palmer has started, James, he has scored double-digit fantasy points in every single game. The Good Eagles stuff. have allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. 13 receiving touchdowns allowed this season. That's fifth in the National Football League. So if you've got Floyd, start him, dare I say. He's the best fantasy receiver in Arizona right now. Another wide receiver I'm starting is Doug Baldwin. I like the matchup a whole heck of a lot against the Carolina Panthers. They've given up 16 receiving touchdowns in their last six road games and the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers overall, including the last four weeks where they've given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Baldwin had 11 targets last week. Clearly, Percy Harbin is out. Baldwin is in stardom. A guy that I'm not starting this week, Deshaun Jackson. I know a lot of people have to start this guy, but this is a bad matchup against the Cowboys. Jackson has one touchdown in 10 career games against Dallas. 65-plus receiving yards once in his last five games against the Cowboys. And the boys have allowed one receiving touchdown in their last three games against the Redskins. All of this says... Temper expectations or sit Deshaun Jackson. Can you believe? Did, would you have ever thought you would have said sit this guy versus the Cowboys I know. secondary? It's amazing. But it the is Cowboys amazing are very good. Yes. All right, let's take a look at some of your other starting and sitting wide receivers for week eight. Terrence Williams versus the aforementioned Washington Redskins. He has scored a He's touchdown a in every game in Dallas this year. And then how about Roddy White, a I know. big name on that sit list? I know he had a Detroit. big game last week, but yes. he's been really inconsistent this year, and the Lions have one of the best defenses in the NFL. So, Roddy White, sit him down. Matt Ryan has to stay up. For Roddy, White, yes. uh, for Roddy White to get that ball. But we'll talk about quarterbacks now. How about Ryan Tannehill? Not the most marquee name out there, but he's thrown two touchdowns in four of his last six games. It's pretty good. He's got a very buttery matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Buttery? Buttery. Oh, I, I don't know if that means it's a slippery matchup or what it is, but <laughs> it's, tasty, it's a my very friend. good matchup. Yes. I'm not a big fan of butter. So, oh. But I do like this matchup a whole lot against the Jaguars. They've given up. Almost 300 passing yards per game this season. That's second most in the National Football League. And Tannehill's been really good, as you mentioned. 21 fantasy points in his last four weeks. That has been 
very, very productive. Sixth most among quarterbacks in that time. And I know he's not Dan Marino and he's not going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in fantasy, but he's a matchup-based starter. And if you have Colin Kaepernick this week, well, Ryan Tannehill, you can pick him off the waiver wire and start him this weekend. Let's go to Tony Romo. Elliot Harrison's boy. I think Harrison is actually Romo's agent. He just doesn't like to tell us. But you know what? I love Romo, too, because I'm a Cowboys homer. And I'm going with Tony this week on Monday Night Football against the Redskins. 11 touchdown passes in his last five games against Washington. Washington has allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. 15 passing touchdowns allowed as well. That's second most in the National Football League. So start Tony Romeo this week because the matchup is very, very good. A guy I'm sitting, Nick Foles. Now, he had two picks all of last year. He's had two picks in a couple of games this season. 10.6 fantasy points per game in his last three. That's not good. Three touchdowns, four turnovers in his last four road games. And the Cardinals have given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Foles has not been what we expected him to be this year, especially after your broke out in 2013. So right now, I'd start Tannehill over Nick Foles. I would start Carson Palmer over Nick Foles. Interesting stuff. Let's take a look at the rest of your start-sit quarterbacks for Week 8. Russell Wilson, obviously a must-start at this point, taking on the Carolina Panthers. And then Matt Ryan, as we mentioned, a sit versus d He's not on the road. He's at home this right. week. But it's in London. It's sure. not the Georgia Dome, and he needs to sit. And the Detroit Lions. My goodness. As Larry David would say there, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. All right, there you go. But if you want more exclusive starts at videos, including what to do with the tight end position, well, Fabs is going to be delivering those via NFL Now. That and many more fantasy videos can be found only on NFL Now. Download it for free at NFL.com slash now. Downton Abbey, Big Ben, and the NFL. Things you could see in England. The second of three games in the 2014 NFL International Series is Sunday. The Detroit Lions taking on the Atlanta Falcons. We'll have a full breakdown of that game coming up. Hello again. And just a reminder that the Lions and Falcons game Sunday from London will have an extra early kickoff, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. So be sure to get your lineup set early Saturday night or early Sunday morning. And tune in to NFL Fantasy Live Sunday morning for live updates and in-game highlights of the game. And now for the latest on this game. Yes, it is. We head across the pond to my guy, Steve White and Jordan Babineau. Thanks a lot, Molly. All right, Babs, you know, we look at this game and we look at the wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, Roddy White, but let's look at the running backs. And for Detroit, Reggie Bush has been kind of nicked up. Joey Bell's been the guy. Is it his show and should it be his show? Well, Joey Bell has a rushing touchdown in each of the last two ball games, but I tell you what, something to look for is the matchup that the Atlanta Falcons linebackers will have against Reggie Bush. He comes into this game as the number two receptions leader for the Detroit Lions. A favorable matchup against a questionable linebacking core for the for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, let's flip it. The Atlanta Falcons run game, one of the worst in the NFL. Steven Jackson really hasn't been producing. Is Anton Smith the guy we should be looking at? Well, they had, there hasn't been a 100-yard rusher all year for this team. And I tell you what, much of it is probably a tribute to the fact that these guys have been hurt up front. Yes. But I tell you what, if they want to control the ball game and control the time of position, they have got to find a way to run the ball a lot better versus this tough Detroit Lions Yeah, defense. that's going to be very tough. Lions one of the best in the NFL in the rushing defense. Back to you. 
Babs and Steve, two of my favorites, making a cameo here on NFL There you Fantasy go. Live. Two of your favorites? What about us? Oh, you guys, you guys come on. You're family. <laughs> you don't even count. I see, I see you guys all the time. It's, it's a different deal. But it's good to see them here on the show. I'm sure they're enjoying some fish and chips No there. doubt about it. Elliot Harrison, you, hear, you, you heard about the run game in that matchup. Uh, what, what do you see there? Well, I mean, I, the run game for Detroit's been a disappointment all season. But here's the thing. You know, people are worried about this London game. They're worried that the points are going to be suppressed. Just treat this like any other matchup. That's really what you need to do. Uh, people were worried about the Dolphins' offense, talking sure. about benching Ryan Tannehill. Then they go into Oakland where they put up 38 points mm-hmm. on offense. You play your matchups like you always would, and history shows that the points are around the same, in the same ballpark as a normal game. Uh, Fabs, let's talk about Matty Ice, man. His numbers have been basically nosediving since week three. He scored less fantasy points each and every week following week three. A very tough defense in the Detroit Lions. What can we expect from a fantasy perspective? First off, I got the ball back from you two guys. (laughs) Second of all, Matt Ryan is a guy that I don't care where he's playing. This is a home game for Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but really it's a neutral site game. It's on the road for the most part. And when he is not playing in the Georgia Dome, he is ridiculously inconsistent. In fact, if he is consistent at all, it's consistently bad. Oh. So Matt Ryan is someone that I am benching. Oh, he was so good this in the beginning week. of the season. He has been, but you know what? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Oh, yeah. It's how you finish. Very true, true, true. How about Julio Jones? Is he going to return to form in uh, London? I'm not seeing it this week. You know, part of it is, as Elliot said, because of the matchups, you're, you're going against that Lions secondary. That's going to be a problem. Another thing that, you know, Elliot mentioned at the start of the show is the, Lion, the, the uh, offensive line for the Falcons has been such a mess this year. And it's going to be so hard to protect Matt Ryan, especially against a very tough pass rush like the Lions have. It's just going to make it hard for Jones to get downfield and get the football in his hands. There will be better weeks coming for Julio Jones. This isn't one of them. You can't bench him, though. No. You've got you to just, play him. You just expect lower numbers this week. Right. All right. So, how about Matthew Stafford? Uh, what should we expect from the Detroit quarterback, Elliot? Well, I don't think that Matt Stafford's really been killing it either. No. no. He had the nice comeback against the Saints. He did it when the chips were down. I give him a lot of credit for that. But holy uh, cow, what a matchup against Falcons. Exactly. Right. I was just about to say, look, let's just put the whole Calvin Johnson debacle aside. Uh, I think he'll be able to make hay with the other players on the team. Now, do I see Matt Stafford having that monster game where he has 23, 25 points? No. But can he give you a viable 16 to 18? You bet, because I think the running game will work, and he can make plays off of that. I'm looking for a 21 to 30 for okay. 277, two touchdowns. That'll get it done. One, maybe one That's take. pretty good. Marcus Grant, uh, very quickly, who, who's the top scorer going to be in, in this game? Wow. Fantasy perspective. I'm going to go Joyke Bell. I like it. I'm going to go Joyke Bell just running against that Falcons defense. Yeah, I want to talk about a matchup between Molly Q and I this week in NFL Fantasy Live. Everyone's been doing these wagers with eggs and high heels. (laughs) Me and you this week. If I win, you wear a Cowboys jersey next week. If you win, I got to wear that rotten blue Giants jersey. What do you think? Which one? Anyone. I don't care. Okay. What do you think? I'm in. I'm, You're in? In? I'm not, I'm not scared. You don't sound enthusiastic. And you know what else it. I want to point out? People shouldn't be yes. scared about their guys playing across the pond. Right. Because it hasn't affected their but numbers. But you should too much. be scared about playing me this week. Okay, settle down. I'm not allowed to talk any more trash about the Cowboys. I've been banned down, so by my mother. By your mother? Your mother was joking on the show? Yes, you Mom knows best. You heard it. Yeah, she's not happy about it. Do you have a She's on She's on Team Fabs and Team Ellie. For Marcus Grant, Molly Karam, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, I'm James Cole. We're out of here. All right, look, that's it for Fantasy Life for today. But tomorrow, come back again. We've got your TNF preview between the Chargers and Broncos. Tune in at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. See ya. Can't wait to see Molly and Cowboys.
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Active's users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.